Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Talk to Someone podcast. Before we begin, I would like to thank all of you for showing so much love and affection for the first episode. Last week we discussed some tips on how to find the right therapist and some basics about caregiving. Today I want to talk to you more about the ABCs of caregiving. As the second wave of corona comes crashing down on a largely unprepared India, most of us have suddenly been tossed into an ocean of uncertainty and grief. While most of us care for a loved one who is suffering, it is extremely important to know these basics about providing care and comfort. Now traditionally a caregiver is a family member or a paid helper who regularly looks after someone. This looking after can include physical and emotional care. Like we discussed last week, caring for someone is often a difficult and thankless job that tends to take a toll on the provider. For a long time, caregivers of the differently abled had voiced their concerns regarding the lack of inclusive infrastructure in the world. From ramps in public places to access to free counseling, most countries lack the basics when it comes to caring for anybody the state considers different from their usually myopic definition of what they consider normal. In a time like this, I have never been more proud of the netizens who have come forward to do their bit and help. Who would have thought social media toolkits could be a viable ad hoc healthcare system? I see students stepping up, some of them spending almost 14 hours of their day verifying leads and sourcing materials and helping people they may never see or hear from again. I wish it did not have to be this way, but when the situation demanded it, individuals came forward to help. As happy as this does make me, the nature of my subject of specialization is such that I cannot help but be concerned for the well-being of these individuals. I see friends on my Instagram exclaim every few days that they need a day off and then coming back the next hour because they verified a lead or are thinking of someone that needs help. While this is truly admirable and heroic, it demands a lot more than just time. turning on the news at any given point in time is something i have to mentally prepare myself for now this constant exposure to a stressful and saddening environment is leading to discouraged and apathetic citizens you know a few months ago during the first wave i was writing a paper on tat starvation during the course of which i asked participants questions about how they were feeling about the state of things about 81% at the time reported they were anxious experiencing signs of what could very well be depression or thinking of ending things for a follow up paper that i'm working on currently there these same individuals along with some new ones have reported similar feelings while it was 81% the last time this time we're at 89% as alarming as this is it is not surprising witnessing death grief and loss on such a massive scale is frightening and makes us realize the futility of existence which in itself is a terrifying experience this dystopia that we call the current state of affairs is lethal living in it for long amounts of time may lead to something that is called a burnout so a burnout is a state of emotional physical and mental exhaustion due to prolonged stress remember since mental illness is as real as any physical illness some of the symptoms of a burnout are physiological and it's important to identify these signs as soon as possible to ensure a complete recovery you know what let's do something i will ask you a couple questions and we'll try to figure out how you are doing right now just answer the questions in your head okay um has every day been a bad day recently are you feeling more apathy than empathy 
do days seem to go by in a blur do you feel any lack of motivation if you've answered yes to any or all of these questions welcome to the team it is not surprising that most of us have been feeling this because everything around us seems rotten it's difficult to pull through and concentrate on much else and that is understandable you know a burnout typically has emotional behavioral mental and physical outcomes which means it could feel extremely overwhelming to deal with and might make you want to give in to the numbness my suggestion is you do not do that see burnouts tend to sap all your energy and cause you to feel helpless tired and sad it's a gradual process and while it does take time to get serious it can have very long lasting effects on your immunity think of the setting in signs like the questions i asked you as red flags if they are not addressed timely they may lead to a breakdown the good part of the story is this can be avoided by actively engaging with your thoughts and feelings i've said this so many times but i'm going to say it again as a care provider you are most useful when you are healthy if you are a caregiver i'm sure you already understand that it is not weak to seek help you understand that some tasks are difficult and it's always nicer to have someone help you with them if you can apply this empathy that you are so keen to provide to others to yourself for one second which i 100% recommend you do you would be able to start this journey of feeling and being better i understand the desire to help hell i encourage and applaud it but if you are someone who's helping another someone you need to go about it in a way that is responsible safe and shows results tip number 1 turn to other people ask for help chances are most people feel like you too and could provide the support you're looking for if you extend a hand somebody will take it in theirs take the first step don't be afraid tip number 2 take breaks often it may feel like everything will collapse without you around but chances are it won't If you stick to tip number 1 and turn to other people, you can create a network of trusted ones who can cover for you when you're not feeling up to it. If you can afford to take a break every now and then, do it. You at your 100% for 3 hours a day is better than a 20% for 6 hours. This is something I personally practice. If I can, I physically move away from situations that stress me out. Stepping away for a few minutes, whether it's to sleep, to eat, to take a walk or to listen to music helps me gather my thoughts and look at the situation at hand differently try it tip number 3 spend time identifying your boundaries for example whenever i find myself getting defensive easily agitated or breathless i realize i may be having thoughts i'm not comfortable with my shoulders tend to stiffen and my jaw clenches i find myself holding a lot of tension in my body It is at this point that I tend to disengage from whatever is at hand and get a cold glass of water. You know your body is constantly talking to you. The mind could but the body never forgets. Learning to listen to the signs can be difficult to get the hang of since most of us ignore our feelings by binge watching shows or doing mindless activities. But your body often wants nothing more than to sit with these feelings. I would say things like sleep well, eat well, work out, and I know for a fact that they work best, but I understand that consistency can be an issue. I have found it much more effective to first sit with myself and feel the feelings. I try to journal, to just write on a piece of paper exactly how I'm feeling, 
and you know sometimes my journal entries sound like i'm just screaming sometimes they sound ah and that is okay it helps me snap out of it try it like i've said before one it is not weak to seek help it is actually one of the bravest things you can do two you need to take care of yourself to be able to care for others three i like speaking in bullet points um <laughs> let's talk about therapy during a global pandemic being a caregiver could make you feel a spectrum of feelings from anger to helplessness to apathy it could make you feel guilty for not being the one who was sick instead or who was troubled instead you could feel shame for being okay you could feel shame for being alive this is called survivor's guilt and it is very very real you may find yourself having negative thoughts about people you're caring for it may feel selfish to take some time off for yourself when things seem so out of hand but i assure you your feelings are valid most families that have a differently abled member are often advised to undergo therapy because professionals realize caring for someone is not as easy as the media shows it to be on most days it is extremely rewarding but so many tend to not remember the hundreds they helped but the two they failed as a caregiver especially if you're not being paid for your services you are responsible for two people them and yourself it is a good decision to consult a professional so you may be able to monitor your feelings and as a result be an individual outside of your role of providing you may also recommend counseling to the individual you are caring for so they too can have an identity outside of someone who requires any form of assistance i mean to talk in general ways but i keep circling back to the pandemic if you're experiencing loss i am so sorry i can only hope things are better soon if you are taking care of a loved one chances are there are a lot of things you're trying to process and a psychology major's ideas on how you should deal with them is the least of your concerns but if you're listening i strongly strongly suggest you talk to someone preferably a professional we all experience emotions in different ways and thus deal with them in our own different ways we may feel others will not understand it or that there's more things to do than sit around on a couch and talk but that is only because we have been made to believe our own feelings are not as important as the needs of others i do not want to critique capitalism here but your purpose is not only to be of use but to live your own life like your own seeking professional advice will do more good than harm always so that is the abc's of caregiving if you cannot be there for someone emotionally it's all right you could help financially there are foundations working day and night to help ngos opd departments nursing homes find a credible organization and donate no amount and no effort are too big or too small i'm linking some of these organizations in the description of this episode along with my email address donate to them and write to me if you'd like if you extend a hand to, for help somebody will grasp it if you can be that somebody you can find that somebody thank you for tuning in i hope to see you next week